Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. I'm Roxy and I have an unapologetic approach to everything I do. Y yo soy Ruby, a traditional woman with a modern perspective on life. We're going to be talking about social media, hot topics, pop culture, relationships, politics, sports, and everything in between. Buckle up. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Prepare for takeoff. Three, two, one. Oh my gosh, regresamos guys Welcome to Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby Y pues Ruby, no hombre, me la tienen en chinga Me la tienen trabajando Erika is here, the homo homie What up, what up, brought, happy Friday I brought oh. my gay boys with me What's up, Erika what's up, everybody, and Alexis. LA, what's going on For all who don't know, Erika on Instagram is the homo homie Yes He's my little sidekick, we've been through a lot of stuff together Yep, going right? on nine years Nine years, <laughs> and um Alexis is the homo homie's best friend. Yeah, That's my right. bestie going on Over 14, 14 years. No, uh, almost 16. Oh, my God. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. It's a very well-seasoned relationship. Yes. Mucho sazón. Bien sazonada. Yes, definitely. Oh, my gosh. So today we're going to have a great show. La Ruby, she actually had to take off to Mexico to interview Julian Alvarez, I believe. So she's out there doing her thing. And she she interviewed J-Lo and A-Rod. I was just going right. to mention that. I saw yeah. her social media. I was like, oh, great, get it, girl, get it. We are so proud of you, girl. And, uh, hustling, hustling. Yo, yo, traje, Maria, yo traje serenata ahora. I was like, you know what? It's a new show. It's a new week. Every week, you guys, like, I'm just, like, starting to feel better and better because why de otra? What do they say? When your only option is to be strong, then that's exactly what you are, right? Yeah, or right. Something like Absolutely. that on, on Pinterest? Something, something yep. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, pero yo traje serenata. Um, can you give him a little mic check? I love showing off yes, Alexis's yes. voice. Yes, yes, one, two, one, two. I always all try right. to do that with Erika, too, because for all who don't know, the homo homie, Erika, they both Yeah, he can sing. Sing. You yep. guys were both in a conservatory program. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's what we meant. <laughs> yes, we did. Talk about that. Yeah, we were in a music program. It's a three-year music conservatory program at Citrus College. In uh, Glendora, and um, we went there to study music, and they teach you every genre, uh, musical theater, uh, jazz, classical, classical pop, rock. pop rock, everything. And, and then you guys traveled you, everywhere, right? Yeah, and you're trained in, a, uh, known as a triple threat, so you sing, dance, and act. So that's the three triple threats in, in the whole theater world. You know, I think most of our, most of my, I think my most famous, not famous, my favorite and most dear memories I think that I made was with you yeah. experiencing, like, you know, going out to communities, especially during Christmas time, going out to the communities, oh, going out to like these, um, you know, children's hospitals and just singing to the elderly and just holding hands and, and just the people. What just would you sing to them? We were just in classical, traditional, like, you know, like um, a holy night. We'd sing, Can you guys um, do me like know, a holy um, night together? Just like that. Impromptu. Let's do the... Don't think about it too long. This is the podcast and they're listening. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... Wasn't it a silent night? Five, yeah. four, okay. three, two, one... 
Are you going to harmony? You can't do the harmony. I'm doing the traditional. You do the just the melody. I'm not doing the harmony. You wait the regular the regular regular one. Yeah. Ready? There you go. Silent night, holy night. All is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin mother and child, holy. Infant so tender and mild. Oh my god, we're oh, oh my god, god. We're <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a lot different when you have like a group of forty singers and you have exactly. the harmony. That's the reason why he was take I know what what you were gonna do, yeah, bitch. You were gonna, gonna go ahead and do the, do the one the, that we used yes, to do, yes, yeah, yes, in yes, concert. Where it's like it's, it's, har- like it's harmonized, harmonies, it's nice, so. it's beautiful, it's beautifully arranged. Yeah. So, yeah, we did that for three years. Um, well, Erika wanted to go from zero to 100 real quick with no <laughs> practice. <laughs> I was like, what? He wanted to do the concert. <laughs> That's why I was what like, wait, hell? what the fuck are you doing, cabron? Yeah, okay. I'm like, gracias. It's only, it's only two of us, cabron. It's not eight of us, okay? I would have so. jumped in, but I would have thrown off the whole song. <laughs> but listen, so where did you guys travel to together? Uh, my well, okay. He was I was a year ahead of him. Right. So my first lucky. year, I went to South America. I was I did everything the whole tour. So South America uh, was uh, Argentina, Brazil, and Uruguay. Then my second year is when I met him, we and then Hawaii we went to Hawaii. Tour. Yep, that was amazing. And then uh, my third year, his second year, we went to Germany, Poland, Hungary, and Czech. So Eastern Europe. So every every summer, um, the, the the it's important to know like the citrus singers. Um, you know, every summer we would switch off either doing a pop tour. Or a classical tour, uh-huh. and we would do classical. We hit up every cathedral, every mass. I mean, it was beautiful when we were singing. O sea, it, and, eran bien santos yeah, los I mean, dos. it was just like I, to me, Gregorian chant is like the most yes. favorite thing to do. What's Gregorian it's, it's chant? Like, you know, Give me a sample. Old school, just like you know, when you go into really a, like a Catholic church, and it's just like that. Angelus Domini Maria et concepita Spiritu Santo, and then you just hit Ave Maria, grazie. I mean, that's just the kind and imagine of, that yeah, in a with, church, dude, like with the, echoing. Oh, I was straight up feel like La Virgen Maria, like just like a Santa when, when we would sing, There was times when we were singing in the middle of the concert, and you know, you're in these I'd buildings that have been in the. They were built in the year 1010. I mean, it's older than our country. When you're sitting there and singing mass for like God, and you know, just this angelic harmonies. I remember I would get the warmest feeling, goosebumps, and just the just the just the feeling of crying because mm-hmm. it was just a. It's a blessed experience to be able to be in a theater that was so um, antique, and I'm sure it, it saw many, many wars, yeah. many, many things. You want to feel close to God? You, you go to yeah, seeing like, in a church like that. In very, Europe. it was beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Amazing. So amazing. I, I think that Citrus Singers is the uh, you know is one of the best things I think I accidentally ever fell into because I was supposed to actually go to school to do makeup and hair <laughs> and I ended up parking not in the parking in the wrong side of the college I got was walking through heard the music I saw the director I was like oh you guys ever you know he saw me kind of peeking he's like hey are you interested in singing I was like, he's well, all, I'm it's... actually looking for the makeup yeah. class <laughs> and so he was like well do you like singing I was like well if I have time I'll come and I'll sing but uh, you know I want to do make, makeup and hair that's what I was going to do I was going to do that in college and um, he's like well do you sing I said yeah I do it as a hobby he's like well wait for me here he literally gave me 10 minutes then he said come here with me and i was like all right he's like well we're kind of looking for guys can we just hear what you got 
I took him into a room. He vocalized me. So you busted me. it out. Like, he vocalized me. We just did the sol solfeo, just like you know. What solfeo? Do, do re mi fa sol la ti do do ti la sol fa mi re. Then just you know, whatever he played, I would sing back just to make sure that I was able to like have an ear and have it you know be on key and stuff. And um, we did that for five minutes. He told me, "Hold on, give me one minute." So he then he went. He grabbed Mr. Bollinger, which is the, the was the dean, the, yeah, the, the main, the yeah. big boss of Citrus Singers. So he and he's this big, you know. You know, blue collared, <laughs> operatic guy from Montana. He's just, hey, I heard you can sing. Come here, sit down. Let me hear what you can do. And so he vocalized me, and he was like, he's like, so okay, so you're in the program. And I was like, no, well, actually, I wanted to go to makeup in here. He's like, no, <laughs> yeah. no. He's like, you know, if you have time, we'll get you into that. But we need males, and you know, don't worry about it, Alexis. Job. We're gonna make sure, make sure we take care of you. Blah blah. So. And by then, I actually had it was on my way to Mexico, so I left to Mexico, came back a week late to yep. join you guys. But it's all history from there. I Dang, mean, it was that's a great a- shout out, Mr. B, Mr. Bollinger. <laughs> there yes. are yeah. no mistakes in life. That Absolutely. man is amazing. Yeah. Such an amazing man. Yeah. Very outspoken. So that's how very we met. Yes, that's how that's how we met, and we connected with that. And uh, here we are. Fourteen it's been years a beautiful later. friendship. Yeah, there you go. Salud. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh! Does anybody have a charger for the computer? Uh-oh. I no. forgot to bring mine. Great. No. No, Anthony? No. Oh, my God. We have anyways, cell phones. <laughs> anyways, yeah, we have cell phones. Exactly. No, so I don't know how much time do we... We're good? We're good, Anthony? Anthony's like, you're, uh, you're all up in this conversation, huh? We got eight minutes. <laughs> no, no, not Mr. eight minutes. We at got Mackenzie. Hello, how are at, you doing? At Mackenzie. <laughs> hello, world out there. Hello. Hello. <laughs> No, we're, hello, good. We're, we're so hyped because this is we record on Fridays and you guys are going to be listening to this on a Wednesday. So why are you giving away our secrets? Well, because they already know. Hello, we need to edit that out. <laughs> just look at the time. Just kidding. No, the podcast we keep it just in case we decide. It's all. It's we all. We always good. keep it real. That's no, how it is. So so check it out. I was reading something. Um, actually, Erica, you showed me this article about <laughs> Pink, and she was talking yes. about how she's been able to make a career out of telling it like it is. Literally, and it really like I was so driven to this article because you know the thing. about about she she wrote on this quote she said the thing about me is i always knew when to draw the line i always had that inner voice that told me what was right and what was a little too much i always knew when to draw the line my thing was i was as rebellious as they came when i read that i was like that kind of sounds like me (laughs) (laughs) if everybody was walking in the single file line i was always walking backwards diagonal over here i'm going to make people follow me i'm not going to follow y'all I'm going to do what I want and hopefully y'all join along. If not, I'm fine being by myself. And when I read that, I was like, Pink has always been the realist, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I've always thought Pink has always marched at the beat of her own drum. She's always in her lane. She's always been that very outspoken, that one that does, doesn't hold back from what she wants to say and what's on her mind. And she's she's crossed through all kinds of genres, huh? Like well, I was, was going to say, once I, I think, and, you know, I, I, again, my respects... Pink is a beautiful woman. She's talented and she's so acrobatic. I mean, she's yes. so fit. I res- have to respect her because she does all that. But I think kind of, I kind of feel like once she got out of her pop thing, which I feel like maybe they might have pushed her towards a little bit more than her like pop rock and what she does now. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really let loose. Like she's really become a different. I mean, she's always been. She's been it, true to herself, but she always she became a she got to like a different um, dimension of herself, I think. Yeah. yeah. She felt like that freedom was given to her about being able to do her music. And I feel mm-hmm. like you she's know? always been the OG when it comes to the acrobatics of too. Like, I feel yep. like she's she started, when she started performing at big award shows and just in general, she was always the one doing acrobatic stuff. Right. And then everybody else after I feel kind of started followed. Up, but yeah. she's very true to that concept. But you notice that very rarely they'll bring in, I mean, will the actual singer, performer do the acrobatics? They'll bring people in to like cameo while the performer is singing but Pink does it 
while she's yeah, like, she's down. out and she's still singing the <laughs> yeah, song at, without being out of breath. I'm like, you've mastered that. We need to get back mm-hmm. into shape, Eric. I wonder you can do the same. <laughs> can do the same thing. I wonder how you practice that, like that acrobat. Do you think she takes classes to keep on point? Right? She stays fit. She's t- yeah. And they ha- you have practice. to. You have to. Literally. I mean, I mean, we 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 did the the program. We were acrobats too. We did everything. I freaking walked. You were on, an we acrobat. Were, I walked have... on balls. I walked yeah, on balls. Did. I was a dancing snow woman. I was a, a dancing <laughs> That's true. snowflake. That's true. I did. I was a dancing tin soldier. I was. I did tap dancing. See, I, did and I, I could step touch the fuck out of some stuff, but I, my thing was like they put me more on the mic. I was, yeah, more, you know. But uh, but yeah, because we would have classes Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We had morning vocal class. We had vo- our personal vocal class. We had choir, and then Tuesday, Thursday, we'd have dance classes from uh, like nine to about noon, and then we'd come back to dance and take another dance or a choreography from two to seven. Dang, that's I mean, a good program. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of discipline. I mean, and just uh, like Pink, uh, she's she puts right. a lot of discipline into everything that she does. Yeah, and you know what I also love about her? You know, she gets really people are her relationship like. She's very 100% kind of transparent in her own way about like, my shit hasn't been perfect, right? And I was right. actually reading something that says she was getting real about monogamy. She says, sometimes you don't have sex in a year in any relationship. Damn. Pink and Heart have gone through their fair shares of ups and downs. She put, there are moments where I look at Heart, which is her husband, and he's and he is the most thoughtful, logical, constant. He's like a rock. He's a good man. He's a good dad. He's just the kind of dad I thought he'd be and then some. And so, and then she says, and then I'll look at him and go... Like, I've never liked you. There's nothing I like about you. We have nothing in common. I don't like any of the shit you do. <laughs> yeah. I don't ever want to see you again. You get on my nerves. Then two weeks later, I'm like, things are going so good, you guys. And so right. that's a relationship. And like didn't anybody they, they that, almost divorced twice, right? Yeah, they, they went. I think they or left each other up. twice. Yeah. And then they finally decided to work it out. And I'm like, that's... That's love and that's <laughs> commitment. And that's... Right. You know, that's what it takes to be in a relationship, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be, you know, honky-dory, perfect, you know, fairy tale. Absolutely. It's, that's what a relationship entitles, yeah. you know? I kind of feel like that's kind of the same thing like Maria Felix said. You know, I love Maria Felix. Her one of her quotes in her <laughs> you books. Love well, Maria I, love, Felix. I love Maria Felix. She was such a powerful person. But she even said back in her day, there was a book she, uh, it was called like, it was called Mi Guerra, My mm-hmm. War. Uh, and her quote that I love says, you know, el amor es como una disciplina. Si no lo mantienes, se enfría. And that's what you have to do. You ha- es una disciplina. I mean, it's not always the best. It's not always easy, you know, but you have to keep working at it. I'm sure, you know, a lot of people, I, I mean, I've tried and Sometimes right now I tapped out, but I tried. <laughs> we, you know? we t- right now we're tapped but, out of love. Tapped out of love. We're just no. living life right now. And then now, Pink you know? I went on and said, oh my gosh. She said, this computer's about to die. Oh my God. Is that no. what she said? No, yeah. <laughs> what did she say? I she, she said that sometimes her and, and Hart would have their dry spells, you know, like for about, like for a while. And yeah. that's true too. In relationships, sometimes you go, it's not like you're having sex every day, especially if you live with the person and you've been right. married to the person or it's Tell like serious, it. it's more than eight years. That is tough. It's, I mean, at the beginning it could be like that, yeah. but then after a while you're like, dude, I come yeah, home to this could, guy. Be- and it doesn't mean you're not in love with that person. It just means like, baby, today is just, I'm just not feeling it and vice versa. Or, yeah. so, I don't know, I found, I found it when you live with somebody that, like realistically, sometimes kind of like waiting two weeks and then getting it on was exciting because you actually like desired that person. And you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. At the beginning, it could be like three, four times a day. And exactly. then after a while, like you start, okay, I got things to do. I'm not in the mood. I got, I'm running late. I, you know, I'm like, yeah, I got a little headache. I have a, <laughs> I have yeah, a headache. You know? <laughs> do you know, like all that stuff. But, you know, and then I think it's up to you to really, okay, is it because we're really busy or is it because 
I'm just maybe not um, feeling it as much anymore. But it's up to that couple to really really understand what they're really going through. Yeah, yeah. You, know you know what? I actually, the other day, um, this girl wrote to me and she was just telling me, like she was telling me that, you know, she's been with her man for, I want to say, let me see, they've been with each other for... 11 years, isn't it? No. After being married almost 24 years and together 25, I'm thinking of leaving my husband. I told him, but the fire is no longer there. Like, I get girls that write to me stories like this. Right. She says, she said, I would love to talk to you face to face. There's so much to explain. I just need some advice from a real woman. You're a real woman too, comadre, pero she's like, I think that I'm stuck in costumbre. But ah. I can't imagine my life without this guy. But she's like, there's no. She said it herself. I no longer feel the fire there. Ya se enfrió el comal. Ya se enfrió el comal, comadre. Ya valió. Ya saben qué. See, that's why I love my bestie. He's so international, very bien mexicano. You have like the best one-liners. Como dice, what did I put on my Instagram? Cuando el cuerpo quiere, hay que darle. Ahorita nos estamos atascando. <laughs> oh my god listen so coming back we have this amazing woman in the house with us ella es una autora she's an author and she self-published this amazing book called arroz con pollo on apple pie her name is maritere rodriguez bellas and it's this book i found it interesting and i was like tenemos que hablar contigo because it's about raising bicultural children and i think all three of us in this room uh, are bicultural you know and it's, yeah. and it's really benefited our career our lives right. we're proud of it and we really do know two worlds right we are mm -hmm. the latino hybrids of of this generation exactly. and it's a beautiful thing so yeah coming back vamos a estar hablando con ella maritere rodriguez Ooh. the author of arroz con pollo and apple pie yeah yo hola yo soy juan rivera and you're listening to risque with roxy and ruby on cbs's plate.it let's get it Oh man, today's show is amazing. I love it. Welcome back, guys, to Risque with Roxy and Ruby. And we have our girl here in La Casa. You are a bilingual author. You are a writer, a blogger, and you actually went to Pepperdine University in California. Congratulations on that. That's a great university. Yeah. That's a good university. Yeah, and for 12 years, you were uh, you wrote a column, right, for La Opinión, which is the largest Spanish-language newspaper in the country. That's right. That's amazing. Everybody knows La Opinión is living in L.A. Yeah. and mm -hmm. all over, ¿verdad? Mm -hmm. Porque ahora la cosa es digital. And <laughs> hiplatina.com, you were a guest writer. Um, for Huffington Post, and you've been featured in Latina Style, and just you do so much. Has estado casada por 30 años, so you were loving the conversation we were having. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, 33 years. And um, so I can totally relate to that part where, you know, sometimes you like the person, and sometimes you were like, oh, please, let go away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally go away. But, um, but no, you know, my husband and I talk about it a lot. Um, we made a commitment and you know you just don't throw in the towel like that right. i mean especially you have children together and it's really sad to see marriages that have been together for a long time and then all of a sudden they can't totally. work things out totally life is That's you crazy. know marriage is a lot of work it's I like parenting. Yeah. Parenting is a lot of work. Trust me. My, my son would tell you, like, oh, my God, you guys. And in paper, my children that are adults, they say, like, how in the heck did you guys make made all these years? Yeah. Because right. we are very, we grew up very different. We, my husband is Greek American. He grew up in the Midwest, which is good people, very right. good people yeah. from the Midwest. Yeah. 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 Plus, they also has a Greek, you know, um, thing that going. Yeah, and, so, ustedes en la casa comen gyros? Oh yeah! Oh my God, I love you. I had to, honey, I had to learn how to eat lamb. 
Oh God, I, I love never, lamb. Oh, I didn't even oh, know what that was. I, I love really? lamb because oh I grew up with pork. I don't you know, like in Puerto lamb. Rico es el, you el know, roasted pig y el lechón y todo yeah. eso, pero en, eh, yo no sabía ni lo que era el, el cordero. Oh, I, no. I had no idea what oh, that yeah. was. I love me some so, like <laughs> lamb chops. Well, good, then nice you have to juicy. come over. I, 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 I'm don't, a good cook. Don't tease I love us. to cook. Marita, and does your husband speak? Does your husband speak Grecian Greek? Does he speak Greek as well? He has some words. He used to when he was home because his grandma parents right. never his grandmother never learned to uh, speak English wow. ever that's um, how my great grandmother yeah. was she's that's like yo no ni mierda para yeah. nada when I went to when I went to school and I had to relearn it all over again and relearn it como se dice pocho it wasn't until I got into Spanish radio where I had to actually speak in Spanish when I went to go do radio uh -huh. in Chicago. Donde mi jefe, he was like, si, tú vas, es radio en español, emisora en español, tienes que hablar en español. And I was like, what, say, que? Like, yo no te podía terminar una oración. I was losing it. Y si so, no lo practicas, ¿Tú naciste en, en El Salvador? Yo nací aquí. Aquí, entonces. Mi mami nació ah, aquí. Okay. My dad is from El Salvador. Oh, ya veo. Mm -hmm. So, mi papi, con mi papi hablábamos español, con mi mami hablamos inglés. Inglés, ya veo. So, your yeah, first yeah, generation, yeah. your first generation here. No, yeah. second from, generation, because my mom's first generation. Yes. My oh, mom okay. was born here. But from yeah. your dad's side, you're first, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're like second first. Mm. <laughs> I'm like second first, <laughs> first, second. <laughs> yeah. No, pero precisamente that's what your book is about. Bueno, yes, y el primer libro que se llama Como crear niños bilingües, eh, que es un ebook que lo pueden encontrar en, en, en todas las, las uh, tiendas electrónicas, es, es más bien sobre el idioma y, era, y es ese eh, dando muchas sugerencias de cómo crear niños con las dos culturas y con los dos idiomas, perdón. Y este, a mí me pasó eso porque mi esposo no hablaba español. Entonces, crecieron mis hijos con los dos idiomas pero era That's muy nice. difícil porque él y yo hablábamos inglés entonces yeah. los chiquitos mm -hmm. son bien bien este, inteligentes uh -huh. bien Astutos. inteligentes uh -huh. y ellos saben que oh pues si mami también habla inglés entonces yo cometí ese error <coughs> y por eso cuando empecé a escribir la columna antes no, cuando mis hijos estaban pequeños no había mucha información para los padres inmigrantes latinos de cómo el desarrollo de los niños, cómo criarlos con los dos idiomas, las dos culturas, no debes dejar el idioma porque te mudes acá y todo eso. Entonces yo le daba muchos consejos a los padres antes de que hubiera toda esta información que hay hoy día. Yeah. Ya hubiese querido yo tenerla cuando estaban cri criando porque a mis yo, hijos. De lo que mucha gente me decía de, de generaciones atrás, a veces venían para acá y por... por falta de, de tener preocupación de que iban a ser um, criticados, no hablaban sí. el idioma. No se la crítica el o, o que se sintieran era, diferentes upon, y que los papás upon, querían que se asimilaran rápidamente. Right. entonces Pero es la falta de educación. Si hubiesen right. entendido que es, es tan importante preservar y, right, y, y, y ahora eh, hasta las familias eh, que hablan inglés solamente las, las monolingües por todos los estudios que han habido en los últimos siete años eh, la importancia de que todos nacemos con un cerebro multilingüe si is. te vas a Europa los chiquitos hablan cinco, cinco y seis, seis idiomas bien, se miran de un lado y hablan en francés y de acá te miran y hablan español y ¿Sí? acá miran y hablan inglés mm -hmm. ellos han sabido eso toda, todo, el, todo el tiempo no Necesitamos acá en Estados Unidos pruebas científicas Ubicarnos. para entonces ay, ay, ay. ahora el bilingüismo se ha convertido en algo muy, muy importante y 
todos queremos que nuestros hijos tengan esa ventaja. Exactamente. Right. And it's funny that ah, you mira, say that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, it's, I like it's, this. It's funny that you say that because in my, well, in my perspective, los mexicanos or la, Latino culture is so worried about being assimilated here in the States that they want to be just speak English only. Exactly. So they forget to teach their children to talk the, their native language. My sister's an example and, of that. And then look at, look at the perfect cultures that are actually doing such is um, Asian. Asian people are always talking in, in their Chinese and whatever. Korean, Korean Vietnam. Vietnam. Didn't yeah, you learn a little bit that when you were traveling? <laughs> no. Right? Not that one, though. No. Did, did learned, you, Eric? I've been I, here for 14 years. I, I learned a little Portuguese. <laughs> you know a little Filipino. I know well, a little I'm Portuguese, a little, a little, bit, a little, a little, French, a little German. You know, a little Can you say I mean, stuff in German? Die sprechen Sie Deutsch. Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, sechs, sieben, acht, ein, zehn. Eins, gut, beer. You like beer? That's beer. Remember? We, we are definitely learning yeah. that the brain is multilingual. So, yeah. I mean, but you can. You can't pick it up. We, we totally. met somebody on a flight that I met somebody uh, that spoke seven languages and he was a, a director of some oh, kind of a God, international... baby, speak different yeah. languages to me. Well, you know, <laughs> it's it's easy. Like accents? To me, All those love yes. languages down your cooch. <laughs> <laughs> what? I did say I wanted to be international, right? I need to, I need to, no, I'm going to be ready to date like soon. I don't know when, but soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but Mari, going back to you. It's for really, now, I'm it's building re- my list. It's really nice to, <laughs> you know, to see you married. I know my parents have been married for a little bit over 44 years. I've been very 40? fortunate. Wow, to, that's that they're still so together great. Through ups and downs. Yeah. I mean, through yes. thick and thin. And Eric God knows them. I mean, they're man. very, mm-hmm. you know, they're very gung-ho. And still, I, I am the baby. So they are, they're always like, how are you doing? What's going on? Every, me and my brother, my sister, they're always like looking out for us still. And, you know, even though my mom is getting a little tired because she's a little sick, but she still pushes through. And I, I love the fact that they're each other's rocks. Like yeah. my dad will wake well, up. And that's you know, that's the thing is, you know, children need to understand from their, since they're little. From the foundation. That, that marriage is as important Absolutely. as they are. That yeah. that for mom and dad, parenting is very important, but right. marriage is too. Right. We, my husband and I still have dates every single Saturday. That's or awesome. Where do you guys go? Like, what do your dates look like? You know what? We love going to a nice restaurant and sit at the bar. And either there's a sports uh, yeah. thing going because you know my husband's really into sports oh, and guys, I love you sports too. You guys don't role play like, hey baby, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys don't role so play. So we do that, or we you know we try a new place, or we keep going to our favorite places that we hang out, and, and you know it's really kind of fun to go. And they all you know they know your name, and uh, you know welcome back, you know Mr. And Mrs. Oh, Bellas, whatever. Yeah. And, Isn't that amazing? Um, a lot of people, a lot of people, when you recognize them by their name, people really love that. Then you keep going Have back. You oh, that? I love right, that. They feel very Love special. That. It's part of service. Yeah. You just make someone feel exactly. at home. Exactly. Yeah, because then it, it makes you want to go back to it. You know, right. want to go back. And if they have good food, even and better. Good cocktails. Exactly. Even oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I could be. That too. I could good be taking service, that on food and good and cocktails. My husband That's loves, all you need. My husband, you were talking about beer. My husband loves the draft beer. So oh, yeah. we go to yeah. places that have really good, good draft beer. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, I'm getting thirsty. It all started because we complimented your ring. We're like, man. Man, that's right. a beautiful ring. She's like, yeah, she a 30, beautiful ring, 33 guys. years oh later. It's a huge rock, you guys. It's, it's like sparkly, it's shiny, it's beautiful. beautiful. Hey, someone's going to follow me in <laughs> <with> my car. <laughs> no, we'll walk you out. We'll walk you no, the game got you. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, it's, so raising bilingual children, I like it. It says it's an easy, easy user-friendly how-to guidebook for the new and technological savvy immigrant parent. This is 
the book that busy parents will go to when searching for advice and direction about the everyday joys and challenges of raising a bilingual child. What do you feel, Maritere, is like the biggest obstacle that people run into when it comes to, because like, como por ejemplo, mi hermana, mi sobrino, Robert, he's 16 years old. He understands Spanish, but he doesn't speak it. Pero entiende todo. Pero en la casa, mami y papi no hablaban no, español. No, porque mi hermana, you know, and, and when she was married, no hablaban español, and then she's she's engaged to a yeah. black guy, and so they don't speak Spanish, you know, right. pero they understand it a little bit, but it's, no es practicado. Where on the other hand, mi hermano se casó con una mexicana, and her, and so she, they speak, her her um her mom helps raise, like, the, she's a babysitter. So, so they, they speak Spanish so real, all the time. And so she speaks Spanish. And yeah. so obviously there's a difference. Yeah. But oh, my sister kicks herself in the butt. She's like, dude, like, I fucked up. I fucked I up. Did, I, yeah. So did I. So your kids don't speak so Spanish? So did I. So my son has a more of a conversational Spanish. And he understands everything. And he talks to my, you know, my mom and dad in Spanish and all that. My daughter got more of the grammar. She was the youngest. Mm. So she got more of the grammar. So what we did is she took Spanish in school and then for her semester abroad, she went to Madrid. Oh. And she was there for like five months. So she came back mm. and we had conversations in Spanish. And, you know, I know it's there. But no the same thing suficiente. happened because we started talking English all the time. And oh, what happens yeah. is the most important thing that I tell all the parents, you have to make a decision from the get-go. Yeah, we are raising bilingual children. This is a commitment. You both have to stick to it, and it takes a village. Yep. So you have to tell your family, your Maybe neighbor, your nana, friends. This is what we're madre. doing. So if he goes to your house and you speak Spanish, please speak Spanish to him. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of mm-hmm. support me in this decision. Claro. And and then the, all the books, and then you have a, um, you know, at my the way I, I did it at my house is we had. We would read English books in English three times a week and books in Spanish three times a week. And you make it like part of their lives. Make it fun. Like it's not a chore. It's not something that you want. You know, you got to do this or or else. It's not going to work. If they grow up with this, then it becomes part. It's like brushing your teeth. It's like brushing your teeth three times a a, a day. Yeah. You know, el otro día I was around my boy Alex and él y su esposa, they, él es charro y su esposa was a charamusca growing up. Like she, you know, charamusca is the girls that ride horses. Mm -hmm. And so they were kind of like, they both love the charreria and and they're like soulmates. They were like meant to be together. And so I, it was his birthday. We went to celebrate at brunch and so I saw both of his boys Y los dos te hablan en español perfectamente. Isn't that amazing? That's so great. And 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 so um, Alex is like, try to tell my son something in English. And then he, and then I, I was like, Alex, what's your name? He goes, ¿Qué? No entiendo. Like, if you speak to them in English, they don't. And then and his wife, she's like, I'm not even worried about it because when they go to school, oh, yeah. they're going to learn. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing that I was going to tell Pero you. Pero en is, la casa, puro español. Exactly. Everybody. En la casa, todo español. Y porque una vez si empiezan a ir a la escuela, ya entonces van a tener el inglés. So, but, right. but they know that when they walk through that door back to the house, <laughs> they speak Spanish. Yep. And that's the part of right. that commitment that you're making. Yeah. Yep. And I'm really glad that we're talking about this because a lot of people at this point in time and what's going on with the administration, the presidential administration, people are starting Don't to get, get a me lot, started on lot, that one. Yes, <laughs> people are starting to get a lot fearful yeah. of teaching their children another language and trying to be something different. And no, we're, we're telling you it's okay. As yeah, absolutely. in your book, it's okay to be, you know, to learn your language, to learn your roots, because you know be what? At the end of, of the day, you're going to be more diverse and more successful absolutely. around the world. So when you absolutely. go travel, hey, absolutely, you're be well. and there is scientific 
you know, proved now that it really is an advantage for children to be bilingual, mm -hmm. trilingual, whatever. I mean, they can learn as many languages. And, you know, language and culture go hand in hand. Yes. You, you mm -hmm. want to, pres one of the main ways to preserve your your culture is to be able to speak on, in that language sure. and and you want that for your children you know it's part of who they are it's it's their identity they Absolutely. they want you want them to know their language and be able to communicate with those that are back home that right. may not yeah, speak even English. if you kind of say like you know what well, you're made in America with products of El Salvador with products of Mexico with products of Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico yeah. but you're made in America <clears throat> exactly you know so I, I I completely agree I think it's really important oh my gosh okay so check this out we we are we love this conversation that we're having Maritere for real like discussions like this need to happen porque hay gente que are like I okay there's still hope my son's six you know there's still oh absolutely niño, there is hope pero hay gente de que you know they don't know how to do it right so Regresando, eh, being that it is que estamos celebrando el mes de la hispanidad, Hispanic mm -hmm. Heritage Month. Yes. I love that. Okay, by the way, did you guys see that clip of Donald Trump donde he was, I don't oh, know God. if he was mocking the Puerto Rican accent where he was like, Puerto Rico. Did you see that? He's oh my a, gosh. Yeah. Did you see I, that? And he yeah. was, I don't know if he was trying to be funny and, and like roll the R's like the way we do or if he was mocking it. At this point, I just really couldn't tell the difference. Um, And, and I'm going to go with the mocking it. Ditto. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, because he said it. He said, exactly. it, he said exactly. it with like a little roll neck, like Puerto Rico. Well, didn't you see the, and I was the like, video when he was there that he throwing, throwing the, the paper towels to the audience? I, mean, I was like in my head thinking, damn, and listen, I'm modern, I'm open-minded, but my parents taught me like, you don't throw shit across the room. Especialmente right. to anyone. To anybody. Like, that's just proper manners. I'm sorry. I, that's just the way I was raised. And I think that why, especially, si sos el líder of this great nation. Mm -hmm. And you think he would and have so many had, morals being a white man? And But everybody yeah. had their phones out. Like, they were, like, <clears throat> looking and nobody was like, dude, what are you doing? I would have been like, I can, sir, can you fucking be decent and hand shit out? But everybody was like, con las cámaras. You could, I was like, okay, that's Puerto Rican people también, like, encabronense. <laughs> yeah. But also, the, yeah. I understand that that's the day and age that we're at now. But everyone doesn't live in the moment. Everyone's fucking documenting everything instead of living the moment and yeah, being present. True. Everyone's on fucking Instagram filter. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I was gonna ah. say, we're, we're part of, you know, we're part of that. So it's, it's unfortunate that now people don't go out to a concert or to a live performance or a poetry session or whatever. Enjoy. Everyone's through, there's a filter. The filter is your phone. You're not their pro moment in the present. You're mm -hmm. not really taking it in, but. No. Oh my God, no. So listen, you got a couple of feature stories in your book of uh, Arroz con Pollo and Apple Pie, which is available, what, where, Barnes and Nobles, Amazon. Um, Amazon, yeah, everywhere. Um, pero you, you have a historia de Jorge Ramos in here. That's right. And a few other people. We want to know all the juice. So coming back, seguimos la, la plática con Maritere on how to raise bilingual children this day and age. It's possible, you guys. Don't give up hope, porque si se puede. Mm -hmm. Coming right back. Hey, it's your girl Amber Rose, and you're listening to Two Bad Bitches, Roxy and Ruby on CBS's Play.it. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Turn up. Oh my gosh. Welcome back, guys. I'm really loving esta conversación about uh, bilingualism. And, you know, I love knowing two languages. I Spanglish is what I call it, you know? And <laughs> I remember one time La Opinión did an article on me, and they dubbed me the queen of Spanglish media porque, you know, Siempre me ha venido muy natural to go from here to there. And I've gotten criticized a lot for it. You know, like traditional radio, I would get people que me hablaban and they're like, oh, hablas inglés o hablas español. And I'm like, pero por qué? Tus hijos hablan como yo. You know, it's it's very, 
it's it's kind of like it's not black, it's not white, it's gray, right? Yeah. It's really embracing I think it, I both. I think it took a while, but I think now we all accept the Spanglish thing. Absolutely. I think, you know, hey, it's better to to have both <laughs> like that than not to have the other one at all. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I would rather um, have... Well, a lot of languages have that. Look, look at the Ebonics. Mm-hmm. Look at the pigeon and Hawaiian and Polynesian folk, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. No, e, um get closer to the mic when you talk, Alexis. Habla como hombre, cabrón. No, uh, I was going somewhere with this. I was going to ask a great question after this. Sorry. What I want to know is what... So... You're, you've noticed the changing of languages, of, of, of cultures throughout the years. And I want to find out what made you start writing this book. Why now? Why start writing? Um, okay, so my original manuscript was este, um, Arroz con Pollo mm-hmm. in Apple Pie. Such uh, a creative com- name. Como Criar Niños Biculturales. Sí. Um, this was my original manuscript. And it all came from that column that I was writing at La Opinión. Okay. Because there was no information. At the same time that I wrote that column every week, I used to write for a magazine called Ser Padres, which is uh, around now. And it used to belong to uh, another publishing uh, company. Um, y Healthy Kids en Español. And really, that was it. And those magazines, you would get them at the doctor's office. Mm. Uh, but there was no uh, no information. No, I mean, I would go to the the, the libraries, the bookstores. There was no um, books for parents that were raising kids here yeah. with two <coughs> languages or and two cultures. So that's where the idea came from. And when the literary agent took this manuscript of the bicultural children to the publishing houses, Simon & Schuster said, can we do, can we put this one on hold and do one on language only? Because right around that time, would say, I'm going to say, kind of say about six years ago or so, all these studies were being done scientifically about the multilingual language. So that's how the interest came back if you don't remember, you guys are too young. But um, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yes, you are. I mean, but, I would but you just, look good yourself, también. So but okay, yeah, no, no. I but you, you know, bilingualism kind of like was silent for like fifteen yeah, years. Absolutely. I'm yeah, telling sure. you, because like the one eighty seven and all that. You remember all that? So there's all people of that sudden, criticize it still. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, it's back in vogue because of all the scientific studies, and now everybody wants their kids. To learn a language, you, a different language. Other you know, than English, when yeah. I was doing my research for the book, I, you know, the dual immersion schools—they're very popular these days. Yeah, they're also bringing dual immersion to public schools, and the I, there was a couple of um, principals that I interviewed. Even in Utah, I interview a school there. The lines of monolingual Caucasian parents—the list. The waiting list for them because now they say, "Oh yeah, wait, I want my kid to have two languages uh, yeah. too." Yeah. So now they're a mile, you know, long because they get it. They but get it. Yeah, it needed the scientific proof. Right. Oh gosh! Listen. When in Europe they've known this forever. Yeah. 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 Well, Europe has a lot of advance in many things that we don't allow. Even their taxis? That we don't allow our country to advance in because their, we're too money hungry. Their taxis are right. like Mercedes, BMWs. Right, right. Yeah. They're getting into like Bentleys. They're right. mer- that's their taxis over there. Like yeah. they're they're moving and they're shaking. You know what's funny? One time I went to the grocery store and yo siempre I don't even think about when I go back and forth from English to Spanish porque me viene tan natural, mm-hmm. right? So I was at the grocery store and I don't know who I was talking to, but I remember. There was this guy behind me, this man, older gentleman, and he tapped on my shoulder in amazement. He's like, excuse me. And I was like, yes. 
oh my god, I'm having a moment with this man. I don't know, you know, but he was like so in awe, and I was like, what did he like? I don't know. I was like, do I have a brawn? Like, what is he in a <laughs> He was like, how do you? Because I was talking to the person that I was with in English and Spanish. It's that I don't conversation like going back and forth. He's like, how do you do that? And I was like, how do I do what? He's like, how do you go back and forth in two languages? Like, that is amazing. He was amazed. And it was it was a white man. And I just felt so... I, he made my day because I felt like he appreciated that. He was like, you know, it has to take more brain power or, you know, some type of smartness or something in your brain that's working harder to to be able to do that, to go back and forth because you do it so organically. And I said, yeah. I said, I, I don't, he's like, do you think about it when you do it? I said, no. Mm-hmm. And then, so I went and then that's when I was able to read about the scientific proof that, that I, like for example, me, I could read something in Spanish and translate it into English and I did that many, many times on the radio. I mean, I have a script, the McDonald's or lo que sea, and I had to translate it from English to Spanish or Spanish to English. Sometimes you didn't have time to rewrite the script and that has to make your brain work more. It it does. It does. It does. And also, um, you know, cognitive ways, Mm -hmm. the kids are better prepared socially. The kids are better prepared. Uh, Conflict, um, you know, when there's conflicts, they're all, you know, Knowing more than one language helps them to, you know... Um, Para que se defiendan. Exactly. <laughs> like, what? Exactly. You don't think I know Spanish, cabrón? Well, I do. <laughs> right, right. I heard what you said behind my back. Yeah. <laughs> I know I look uh, Middle Eastern, but no. Soy Latina, and I'll stab you. For okay. sure. <laughs> I will break him no, out on no. cut a bitch real quick. <laughs> so yeah. you were telling me that que Jorge Ramos, uh, that he, you interviewed him in this book, Arroz con Pollo and Apple Pie. Is he your buddy? Uh, well, yes, we've known each other for many years. Um, when Jorge came from Ese Mexico canoso, to, uh, to California, to <laughs> Los Angeles, um, he ended up at KMEX, and my husband was in, working in the sales department at KMEX. So, you know, so I had just, we had just gotten married, Peter and I, and we, you know, ended up, he ended up at KMEX, so um, that's when we met Horik. He had just gotten here as well. And what was so his take? So we became good friends. Um, and, um, well, he shares with me his, his cultural, um, you know, moving here from Mexico to and ad- adjusting to mm-hmm. the United States. You know, a lot, it, it, there, there is a balance that you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, and I call it the stages of uh, adaptation or assimilation. And, and they're like the stages when you lose something and, or someone and you're grieving. So, you know, you get angry, you get confused, you resentful. When you come to this country? When you come yeah. to this country, you know, because, you know, you left something behind. Right. And something so, major, something I mean, you've always known. Ex- yeah. I mean, like, I made that choice. I left every, even though I'm an American citizen from, you know, since, 19, since 1917, in case the president wants to know. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. So, Get weekend, right. Um, yeah. uh, so, uh, yeah. I, I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> I love my Argentinian and Peruvian friends use yeah. that word a lot. No, se tiene que ubicar. Oh my God. Those congresswomen and the, the mayor of San Juan and these women are so, like, I was like, we need a Puerto Rican president as okay. a woman porque ¿Viste un, la, 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 la Lidia, la, yes. Nidia Velasquez. Oh my yes. God. She, she spoke so well. Yes, she it's did. It's all over Twitter. Oh. It's all over Twitter. Mm. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Um, so, so, um, so yeah, you know, we try to find a balance because we have to find a balance before we help our children find a balance. Sometimes what happens is we come here first and then our children come and, yeah. you know, so it's, it's very important that we, 
um, we learn how to find the balance between the culture we left behind and the culture we're adopting. Yeah. So we can help them, you know, because it's, it's going to be hard for them to adjust. Yeah. Especially if they're like in junior high school and they all, were, all of a sudden come here and then mom and dad may have had a baby here and now the, the whole family dynamic is is um, it changes. Yeah. So, you love your family, huh? You're such a family lady, I can tell. Uh, how, right? How, Don't we all? How old are yeah, you? Yeah, of course. Of how old are your kids? Uh, 27 and 25. My, my son actually is going to be 28 in about three weeks oh wow wow so, yeah. and, and so hold on so you are you uh you're into social media too but i love I that i see nana i had to come on i had to to sell my books and Absolutely. to let people know not to sell my books to really learn you know um share my messages with mm-hmm. uh, yeah, i think social media. with all the parents out there um because you know there wasn't um 15 years ago there wasn't all these resources Absolutely. that we have today so yeah. so i feel like i bring credibility uh, you know I, what I know what I'm saying. I've lived it, and um, so yeah. What is your social media on Instagram para que la gente te siga? Latina Boomer Mom. Ooh. Latina Boomer Mom. Rob. And what inspires you, Maritere, when you're writing? Like, what what are your some of your inspirations? How do you get that creative? You know, because not anybody can write, right? Not anybody is a writer. I, I I choose to call myself a writer because I love to write, but I have to be inspired to write too. Yeah, you know, because sometimes to I get writer's block, and I'm or sometimes I feel like I have to go to Catalina Island for a weekend. <laughs> nobody <laughs> get, get pampered me. and get spas and just go everything. to the spa. <laughs> nobody bothers me, and I just want to be there and just like tap into my soul. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't like writing like when there's a lot of noise and stuff around me. Like, it bothers yeah, me. Yeah, I'm not. the same way. I go in my office and um and you know, for example, this book. It took me 10 years to finish. Dang. Como criar niños biculturales, el de arroz con pollo. Uh, porque my children were little. And so uh, once they started going to school, I became really involved in their education in the school. So, you know, PTA, PTA president, yeah. fundraising chair, room mom, que si la ayuda en la, en la biblioteca. I mean, I was just in, really involved. President. So mom I would always, okay. right. like always kind of put it on hold and hold. Then my when my daughter started in high school, she was like a sophomore in high school. I decided I better, you know, I, I need get to get this published. So, so I see, you know, and then, you know, the good thing is that in both books, I was able to now um, include all the resources that are available now on uh, that all, you know, and there's a lot of more mommy bloggers and all that. And which, which mm-hmm. I don't think I I'm, I'm just a, a book author that has a message uh, for parents. But, um, but yeah, I, I give credit to all those amazing moms that are, you know, writing and sharing their messages too of their experience now with little kids raising them with two languages and two cultures or two languages and three cultures, which was my my uh, experience. I love it. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, and ha- your family in Puerto Rico, how were they affected by this whole disaster? Oh my well, gosh. My parents are in the south part of the island in Ponce. They have no water and no power. Wow. My sister is in San Juan. She has power, but no water. It's it's a mess. It's really mm-hmm. a mess. And uh, we're trying to figure out how to send them some more water. And, um, you know, there's so many amazing efforts going on out there. Right. So grateful for that. Every time I see something, I put it on my wall on Facebook. Because yeah, you share it. I just want to, I'm so thankful for right. um I got to say, man, doing. living in Cali, we are so blessed with our weather. And I just feel like we're the golden city, man, because... I see all these disasters around us, and I'm like, we're Ex- good. Yeah, like, but, we're- but be prepared for an earthquake. I was just going to say yeah. that. I'm like, ah, 
<laughs> we yeah, always have that chance okay, with that. Okay, I don't listen. All I believe <laughs> San in, I believe. Hold on, I believe in energy, and everybody saying that is going to create an earthquake. No, no, versus no, no. like no, no. doesn't have no. anything to do no. with it. No, uh, <laughs> all I'm saying, I'm good. I'm just going to think positive every night, and I'm going to yeah. sleep with the slippers next to my bed. I'm going to make sure I don't sleep naked because de repente mm-hmm. you got to get up. <laughs> yeah, you got to run, <laughs> girl. Okay. Las llaves, a bottle of water, and rosario. Y vámonos, vámonos afuera. Uh, were you guys here for the Northridge earthquake? Yes, yeah. I was you here. were here. Yes, I was alone with my two little kids because my husband was in New York uh, with you know, Univision. He did, we wanted to do something, and it was scary as hell. Dang, it was scary. You Damn. know, my one year old and then my three year old, and I. You know, we were. I always would sleep with them when my my husband wasn't mm-hmm. home, just because I yeah. felt like I could hear them and what have you. And then I we go upstairs and my chandelier was moving from coast to coast. It was it was all glass. So I had to put the kids down and got in in on top of and a keep, chair just to try to cause if it broke calm, down right? yeah. so scary. the whole thing would have oh it was Oh my god, yeah. let's not talk about earthquakes. Yeah. That's anyway, one of my biggest yes. fears. So, Right. I rebuke earthquakes <laughs> in the name of Jesus no. right now. I, it is not going to happen, but just be prepared. Have something in your car or whatever. We got a 24-pack right. of water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, how can, one more time, how can they find you on Instagram? Latina Boomer Mom. Oh, my God. Make sure you guys support my girl, Maritere's book, Arroz con Pollo and Apple Pie. Um, raising by, by cultural children. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to know more than one, two, three, five languages. Okay, Educate right. your children. Educate. Tell them to learn 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 it's, more than one language it's never too late but it is about a commitment like anything right if anything right. you want to get results you got to commit <laughs> but listen coming back um we actually this week started something me and my gay boy started something this week called teeny tuesday oh, okay. yeah. yes. and so if you want to check out that video it's on my youtube channel roxy's world okay go check it out every tuesday we're uploading a new video and it's not your typical tuesday with teeny tuesday <laughs> right, right. we're tapping on shit. the taboos on teeny tuesday okay right so, so you know, something we talked about on that book. I mean, on that book. I'm have books oh, in my yeah. mind. That segment, <laughs> oh yeah, we wrote it already on that <laughs> first segment. <laughs> Damn, there's a script already. <laughs> Shit, we just started it. No, I know. See, I think this motherfucker. <laughs> Netflix show coming near you. No, so one thing we talked about was how a lot of men. W- what do we name the episode? On the deal, it's called the it low was pro bro, bro. It was bros. It was bros on the low. Bros on, bros the, on the low. Bros on the low. And we yeah. were actually talking about because we were ha- I have the best conversations with um with my gay boys, and you guys keep it real, and I appreciate that because it allows me to get to know the LGBT community and how you guys think and how you guys are crazy and fun and carefree, free spirited, and interesting enough, you guys were telling me stories of like there's a lot of straight men out there, married kids, family that sometimes have feelings with gay men, mm-hmm. and not just not, right. not necessarily because they're gay, but just because they just want to get off with the man. Very interesting. I almost choked when they told me that because I was like, Ooh, she was really? gagging, gagging. Like, no, yeah. I was just yeah. like, are you serious? Like, I don't know. I felt like I was being schooled on something I didn't know about. So right. coming back, we're going to talk about very raw, very honestly, like bros on the low, married men that are doing this kind of stuff. OK, this is real shit. You guys coming back on Amber Rose presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. What's up, guys? It's Macy Kate, and you are listening to Amber Rose Presents Risque with my girls, Roxy and Ruby, on CBS's Play.it. <laughs> oh, yes. That is show continua with my gay boys. I got Erika, the homo homie. What up? Alexis, the... What am I going to... The... The, the mariachi. The mariachi. The singing mariachi. <laughs> well, um, okay. I only do mariachi, He's but up for hire. 
What, what's that uh, video? What's the type of music that you did the other day? Um, I okay, recorded so you in I, my kitchen on so YouTube. So when I sing mariachi music, what I love to do is my forte. It's like almost like a fantasy song. It's called Wapangos. Wapangos are like the fantasy music of Mexico, where it's a lot of Wapangos are almost like just a mix of like like a traditional like a country okay, yodel. Okay, give me, like a, a country give me an example of a of a wapango. <laughs> All, right. All right, so it's going to go like say for example, he had a go, back up from the mic because it's that loud or what? Yeah, no, just a little bit, but um so this is a little example like a yodel, it's like a Spanish yodel. So you're going to go va el pastor con su rebaño al despuntar la mañana bajando por el sendero de la sierra la pradera. Then you go straight to the chorus. El flauti del pastor que al arrear canta así it's like a Spanish yodel. It's basically his turn now is gonna hit him and the little lay the little lay the little lay everything's that's a Switzerland, oh. Swiss Alps kind Get of style party. of like well you know, <laughs> there's a little bluegrass in there. You know? Oh my Absolutely. gosh. Yeah, so it's kinda like, you know, well you know mariachi music came from the French, which is Mirage band that came from other music, but yeah, it's a it's a, it's a folk song. It's How do we folk even music. start talking about this? You asked me what song I what's the style that I sang at oh, your Oh yes, 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 yeah. that's so right. So that's how we got started. No, so um I don't know if you okay, so we wanted to talk about what we what we talked about on uh Teeny Tuesdays, right. which was low pro bros. Okay, hold on, hold on. We could talk about this after uh-huh. Bro, bros on the low. <laughs> bros on the low. Right. Bros on the low. Right. Um which is something that really caught my attention because it's it's actually I don't know, like as a heterosexual woman it it kind of scares me to know that there's men that are in relationships that are married that go out there and that have maybe themselves have some type of fantasy to hook up with the man but that doesn't necessarily classify them as gay like so to, i want you guys to talk about those experiences like uh, go ahead okay Alexis, so you i start. mean uh, okay so so it's it's really it's again being a very uh, comfortable homosexual man and having the, um, the the blessing of never having to come out. Someone asked me, when did you come out? I was never in the closet. I was very fortunate that my parents supported me. They were My parents were, grew up in the 70s. They were about peace and love and equality for all. That's why they came to the States. Because That's amazing. They were, right. So I, I was never, um, you know, I remember growing to my first drag show at seven years old because my mom used to know them and she used to make the dresses for them. I just thought they were really tall women back in the day. I just, <laughs> I didn't know. But um, anyway, um, in my experiences, I've... N- and again, I think my thing is live and let live. Whatever floats yep. your boat, great. That's but, my you know, tattoo as on long, my shoulder. As long as you don't hurt anybody along the way, you're entitled to do what you need to do. Um, I've met men that are into trannies. I don't understand it. I remember I had one time one guy asked me, "Hey, um, can we can we really speak like just say whatever on the podcast?" Yeah. Okay. So there was this one guy. As long as you're comfortable uh, sharing. No, your- no, for, no, no, for sure. Not, not, there's not no for me. Filtro, no, there's not for Andale. me. Uh, but I remember one guy, and he was like, said he was straight and straight, 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 and I and he asked me, "Hey, Alexis, let me ask you something." And I was like, "What's up?" And he's like, "Is it gay to have a tranny's dick in your mouth?" And I was like, "Well, it's a dick, right? And you're straight." He's like, yeah. I said, okay, well, I don't get it. I think it's gay, but if you don't, then whatever rubs your boat. Whatever you want. Maybe in his mind, he didn't think he was going to be gay because it has a, it looks uh, but, like a woman. Right, mm-hmm. but that's weird, though. It still fucks me up. As a gay mm. man, like, how would I... I mean, I know I, I love the male physique, and I'm not going to go... If I start hooking up with uh, this, you know, really cute, 
looking what do they call them like um uh studs mm-hmm. where the the lesbians look like oh, men like yeah, they yeah. look like really cute boys if i'm hooking oh, up that's with them, you call a lesbian right and, like so, boy? and so a we stud. start filling each other up and i i grab titties and there's nothing down there i'm not going to continue because that's not my thing i want what i want you know yeah and so um i've came across uh, different situations like that um you know even you know sometimes uh We'll be out at happy hour. A couple group of guys are all sitting there. They're very comfortable with their sexuality or, you know, hey, what's up? I'm cool. I have a cousin. I have a friend. All right, great. You know, but then when it goes beyond where they're like, oh, well, hey, I, I think you're uh, I think you're kind of cute. Like, what's up? And I'm oh, what's going on? At first, kind of taking it as a joke. But then the joke's on me because they're real serious. And they're like, hey, so what are you doing afterwards? And at first, I'm just like, well. On these I men mean, that are like with their right, bros. Right, right. They're like a group, you know, a group of guys. Watching and stuff football. Like, that. like yeah, 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 whatever. And again, being a being a gay dude, you know, my I I'm attracted to masculinity. I love masculine men. I like bigger meatheads. I mean, that's my thing. I like I like that. What's a um, meathead? Just a bigger, thick man. Like, you know, some you gotta at least be like six one to ride this ride. Oh, you at least shit. have to be six one and over one eighty. <laughs> yeah, I don't want no twin. You know, I, that's not my thing. You yeah. know, I like fucking men. Mm, um, levanta. Anyway, so I I've, <laughs> I've experienced. <laughs> Um, you know, just just recently, I was giving you the tea. Like I, Damn, I went out. I was down in, um, you know, city. Don't say where. You know, no, city close by the water, and I was at a happy hour. Um, you know, and uh, you know, one drink after seven drinks led to kind of just me. You know. I'm never scared to just show up at a bar and sit by myself because I eventually know I'm going to start a conversation with somebody or whatnot or female, whatever. Just have fun, have some, enjoy some cocktails. And this particular time, uh, I ended up bumping into this guy and he was with his friends or whatever. And we were talking. One thing led to another. It's like, oh, I'm really about, I support the LGBTQ community. I was like, yeah, cool. Thanks. You know, we appreciate the love, blah, blah, blah. I thought I was, that was going to be it. Cool. I ordered myself another drink. And then, you know, after like the whole night, he would keep on coming back to me. And I was like, all right, cool. Maybe he's really comfortable. Or he's, you know, excited about the conversation. Didn't really think much of it because that's not really, I just don't overanalyze shit. Yeah. Like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Great. You know, whatever. Keep moving. moving on. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, he seemed to like show like interest. And he was like, hey, so what are you doing afterwards? I said, well, um, you know, I don't really live close by here. I still have to drive up like 20 minutes up the freeway, but I don't have, really have any plans. And, um, you know, and he was like, well, you, um, you know, why don't you come back to like my place and we can all just hang out? And I was like, well, where's your place? He's like, oh, by, by the water. So anyway, long story short, first encounter, we go back to his spot. Um, he takes one of his homeboys oh, with us. And, <laughs> so with the first experience, we went and, you know, it was like him and his boy. And so we were all, all three of us went back to kick it. You and know, this just guy was like straight. After hours, yeah, right? yeah, after hours, whatever, cool. Um homeboy was his homie was like throwing up everywhere so we were kind of both like taking care of him still like taking shots and drinking or whatever just talking about anything and nothing and just cool the second time i went back to that same bar and it happened again then this time kind of same situation same time it happened went back to his place just us two oh there was no up some bottle. yeah we opened up a bottle started talking and one thing led to another, of course, and it got intimate. And, you know, and this whole time he's, you know, telling me like, oh, I've never done this. I've never done this. I just, for some reason, I'm really curious. And I was like, well, That's what I'm saying. You know, that like, shit is crazy. And so then to me, then as a, as a, as a gay man, I've been my, a gay man my whole life. I think, well, maybe 
Again, this is something I just think I don't say because obviously I'm not going to, you know, fuck myself out of a good time. I'm going to fucking continue with what I'm do- doing, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, you know, I'm thinking like... Typical man, know, right, you know what I'm saying? Keep like, it moving. Let me get my... Tooted and booted, and booted. Anyway, so to me, I'm thinking, okay, so if that was the case, if I would always put myself in the position, I was like, okay, am I really just making myself think that, oh, I, no, I'm just gay because I'm gay. Like, let me try. But no, I've tried. I've tried to, you know... I mean, you try I, to I, make yourself like a girl. No, I've I've tried to experience exper- experiment. I mean, when? I, How I, I, old I, I can t- I was in college. And I was what? College. Did you like it? I mean, we made out. I grabbed titties. It just it, I knew it wasn't my thing. I mean, yeah. I can tell when a woman is beautiful. I can tell. My God, that girl is banging. She's fucking on fleek from her head to her toes, from her nails to her. I mean, the makeup, everything. I can tell. But it's just not my thing. It's not gonna make me just you know. It's not gonna turn you on. Gonna, no, not at all. So I know I that's where my limit is. But so for me to hear from uh, this particular guy. Again, I'm not going to stop because I'm getting it in too. So fuck it. You know, we're going to finish it off. But to me, it's always like, well, okay, maybe he's not being true to himself because he's not really allowing himself to really explore because or to be maybe because of his family, because of society, because of his job, maybe because he didn't have the support to be really maybe to experience that. And maybe he just is confused and and maybe want some sort of of, of a down low hush hush outlet yeah. to tap into it once in a while. Let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Being that this guy was supposed to be straight, uh-huh. did, was he enjoying it? Like from what you saw? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah maybe. Okay. What about you, Erika? Wow, that's a great story, Alexis, of like Santo <laughs> well, I, Dios. Oh, I got one of the kinkiest <laughs> stories. Think, yeah. Oh, shit. That's for, <laughs> Yeah, that's another. To think that there's straight men, though, that are maybe out there trying to, you know, I guess. Experiment. No, like they're living in a fake world per se, right? If you're like with a woman, you have kids, you even get married to her maybe, right. or you're in a serious relationship, but yet you're doing this shit on the side, like damn, like that, I think it would break my heart to know that a man left me for another man than for a woman. Cause it's like for a woman, I get it because you're like, shit, she has tits and pussy and you know, but a man, like what was I not doing to you? But Fuck it's not, that. But it's not even about me. I right. guess it's about him being Absolutely. true to I was himself. gonna say, don't ever blame yourself if that would happen. It's never your fault because I if there was, cry. no, that'd be I right. Right. no it's, it's, it's never your fault because I, I feel but like it's, <laughs> it's, I would, I, seriously, my boys, you guys, I would cry. I would be so. I would be like. I don't know. It would hurt me deeply yeah. for a man to leave me for a man. I'd be like, what? What's? Is, yeah, well, it's same thing. It would be like we can't offer what you guys have. Exactly. You guys can't offer what we have. I mean, you know, it's an internal feeling that they're probably just wanting to explore and scratch. You would say uh, to get out of the scratch way to find sniff. to find out if they really <laughs> like what. They're feeling. Has that well, been your experience too? I I'd stay. I try to stay away as much as possible from uh, m- married men because it's not my thing. I, I put myself. Well, hold in. on. Let's clarify one thing. My, mine. I never said they were married or with anybody. No, I have, no. Well, so yeah, just. Make, yeah. I don't want to sound like a hoe. Either or. <laughs> don't. I'm trying to make sure I keep that shit real. I can. <laughs> I I'm one. with that shit, but I'm not yeah, a hoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I try. No, just I, I, sure. I try to stay away from Oprah, any, anybody in a relationship because it's it's detrimental to the to the other person. The, that forget with. the relationship. I'm talking about men that are that say they're straight that do this. Well, I fuck around with them. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, they're single. I'm single. Fucking get it in. Like he said, why get it in while I can? It's it's n- nobody's hurting each other. I mean, it's just whatever. He's experimenting. He wants to try and it if out. If he's lying, then that's on him. And exactly. It's not, well, yes, I had I, mean? I had one guy that came back every single time would text me all this all the time at like two in the morning, three in the morning. Hey, are you home? What are a you doing? A straight guy. A straight guy. What are you Is doing? Home from the car. M- military, Eric? huh? Is that the guy from the car that would pull up at your house? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and what? And he would, he would, hey, what, what are you doing? What are, what are you up to? Like, uh, are you free or available? Where are you, where are you coming from? Where are you coming? When everybody texts you after two o'clock, it's a booty it's call. It's a booty call. It's a fucking booty call. Yeah. You know what's up? Hey, what's up? Like, 
to the damn booty. Yeah, exactly. Uh. <laughs> Literally. Exactly. Okay, so he was straight and he would tell you, he would yeah, call you and, those hours. And, and it would, had it, you guys, did you guys hook up? We would hook up from time to time. Like, it just wasn't, he would just <clears throat> hit me up constantly and it would be just too much for me. Just like, you know what, dude? Like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to. It's just whatever. But I, from time to time, if I felt the urge and I wanted to, then I would say, all right, come over. Like, and he would park in front of the and house. And let me, ask, let me ask you, was he like a taker or a giver? Uh, he was the taker. So I, would, oh, I so would, I would, it was just pure oral. So I would just give him oral all oh, the time. He liked it from a man. Oh, he loved it. That is so, <laughs> damn. Look at those eyes. Loved it. Right he loved it. Friday. Conversations. <laughs> it's happy hour soon, folks. Get ready. <laughs> really? <laughs> Let's go grab it happy, all, happy hour all over my face. There you go. Shit. <laughs> Alexis, Dinner what did you and say? a show, baby. Huh? <laughs> what did you say? Que después de las ocho, que? Después de las ocho es hora de pecar. Oh, of course, absolutely. You can always kind of start feeling, and your body starts like getting loose, and you're like, oh, should I want to go out after after? But there's uh, yeah, yeah, there's a there's a rush about it about being with the straight guy. What's I mean, the rush? it's just it's just like, man, he's never been with a guy, and you're the one that's doing it to him. It's like fuck. It's or like it's a or rush. they say, or they say, yeah. whatever. The fantasy's still hot. I mean, it you, is it, you hot. know, it's really up to you if you're feeling if you're it's, you know when there's a when there's an attraction to somebody it can be physically or or, or or emotionally or just even for that moment. Mm-hmm. I always kind of tell them sometimes when they start asking too much questions, I'm like, you know what, baby? Like what? Like what? Like, questions? like what do you do? Blah blah. And I said, you know what, papito, papito? Let me tell you one thing. You got one night only, baby. You got only until <laughs> sunrise, and that's it. Like until let's enjoy this. But now I can be your, I can be whatever you want. Military money can be Jorge Juan. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but until sunrise, until you get the fuck out of here, ya estuvo. Don't look for me. Don't call me because I'm right now. I'm just enjoying this moment. Don't overdo it with questions. Again, that's I'm in a and different zone. And that probably turns them on even more. Probably because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to you know catch any feelings. I'm just saying, you know what? Let's do this. Let's do that. You invested. I invested. Let's fucking split this halfway, baby. Let's and, do it. And you know, you know what, what, I mean? what? Speaking about that, like right. <laughs> we as gay men, I don't know if you feel the same way, but we don't initiate. Like we don't throw ourselves on Ever. the straight men. Ever. If Ever. they choose to, wow. if they choose Ever. to do it with us, and we're still standoffish, but when they're ready and they want to really do it, well. Sometimes we'll give in, sometimes we won't. You know, like we'll just think about the person. But other than that, like, hey, if they want to experiment, okay, why not let them experiment with a guy? So for the most part, I want to just say, like, for the most part, when you when that does happen, right, when the line does get crossed, is it really clear coming from that straight guy? Like, is the it, the sign is there? Like, yeah, this dude's ready to go for it. Like, what? Oh, yeah. How yeah. do you know? It, it starts when getting like, physical when he starts like, hey, what, bro? Let me get you a drink. Comes over and like puts his hand around your waist or mm-hmm. like or starts like, damn, you're fucking pretty. Like, or just like just throwing you piropos, just like being like, hey, little hands, you know, just so, little. And I'm like, all right. I mean, if some guys are fucking around, cool. Like you know, they'll, they'll, they'll ask questions like, like, "Why do you like? Why do you like men? Why do you like going down on a guy?" It's just like, "Well, why do you like going down on a girl?" Like it's the same thing. Oh, those... and then it's just those questions. <laughs> they're trying to pick our brain, right? And then they're in the back of their brain. It's just like, "Fuck, I wonder what it is like to be with a guy. What if he gives better head than a girl?" Like. A Damn. guy knows a guy, you know. It, Anthony, what do you have to say about this whole topic? <laughs> Anthony, our engineer. Fascinating. It's, um, <laughs> this is a conversation I've never ever heard before. I mean, right. you know, just to just to know. This is how I it's happening, Anthony. Right. It's, uh, it's happening. Honestly, honestly speaking, from a male point of view, a straight male point of view, have you ever has it ever crossed your mind at least once 
about being with a male. No. See, okay. that's how you know that they're you either go. not, they're not That's really, how I am when it comes to girls. You know? Like, I think no. girls are beautiful, yeah. but I can never imagine a girl licking me. I'd be like, oh. Right. <laughs> and same, same, same for me. I could never want to go ahead and go down and, you know, eat tuna all night. Like, I, it's not really my thing. I, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want, hopefully it doesn't taste or smell like that. But a you vagina know, should not right. smell but like, you know, like tuna. That's but, bad. But I, but I say that in the, you know, quote unquote stereotypical, yeah. that's what they always link it to. Yeah. What's the nickname for you know what I mean? Like it's dumb, but again, not my thing. I wouldn't pursue that. But again, I th- feel yeah, like it. That's it's, yeah, yeah. Because when I'm talking to guys, I'm like, hey, you going to the sports bar Sunday to watch football? That right? I never say, right. hey, come over to and my you know place what, Anthony, and let some, me get you a drink. And, and sometimes the the hottest spots to pick up DL right, brothers the are at the, the motherfucking sports bar after Damn, like they're sixteen. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, <laughs> I I even go with my straight boys and yeah, I'm at the that's the best. And, you know that's what? That's the best. I, I, yeah. I love my straight men. Okay, don't get it twisted. I mean, I love my straight guys. They're 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 cool. They treat me like little sister, right. <laughs> like right, little right. sister, little brother. Because I have so much love and I have so much respect for you them do. as well. I love that about you and Alexis. We we are and I do not cross that line. There's a lot of people that a lot of gay people right. will cross that line, and you know, like it, it looks bad on our community. But mm-hmm. hey, you know it, it is and what it that, is. Eric, you know, if ever you go out anywhere, you or you know, Maritere, whenever you guys go out anywhere, and you see a girl being a fucking facilota, and she's throwing herself on every man possible, and her titties out, everything, you know what she's there for. Yeah. I mean, she's about that. That's not us. It's the same thing in the gay, gay community. You can get. Hoes, tricks. I mean, oh, everybody's there just for the while, just for the good time. And you'll see that, you know, just like a kitty cat, when he starts rubbing up against someone's leg, meow, meow, touch me, pet me, love me, <laughs> squeeze me, do me, you know, lick me, whatever. And you start doing that. But yeah. again, to each his own prerogative, to yeah. each his own person. That's not the way I was raised. That's the way he was raised. We yeah. were still raised with like family morals and out of respect. Again, like you, like any heterosexual couple, when you're out in a restaurant and you see a couple making out, all night in front of you or your kids it's just like it's a little uncomfortable sometimes like go get a room you Damn. know and sometimes that's what some of the guys want to do they want to go get a room or mm-hmm. in the car or on the boat or in a penthouse wherever it happens you know mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. are you talking about personal experience uh always <laughs> always <laughs> wow no always. but anthony back to what you were saying i know we got to wrap up this uh, show and it's been super damn. interesting um but when i was having this conversation the other day doing my youtube video with them i was like blown away because yeah. i was like damn you know i'm a heterosexual person but i love asking questions to my gay boys because i'm like what what really goes on out there like yeah, i want to know yeah i want to understand the community more and you right. know there's a lot of crazy shit that happens when heterosexual couples too there's a lot of people that are swingers there's a lot of people that have open relationships there's people that you know i mean tie each other up Mm -hmm. role play and then there's one there's one thing that i brought about that when in our conversation is like look at we as human beings need to be conscious of our bodies and aware of what we're doing and the things that we do so regardless of the fact that we're sleeping with men sleeping with women whatever transgender whatever the case may be always get checked yes always yourself get an all the std time. Yeah. checked and that that should be a number one priority on your list right. i'm a big advocate for that absolutely and uh you know you never know who's sleeping with who and you don't want to get shit and, and it's it's healthy it's healthy it's nothing like oh well you're I, I'm, I'm thinking that you're cheating on me and no it's healthy if you and your partner go get checked together hey you yeah. guys are keeping right. it healthy and if you guys been together for years and okay you have nothing to hide exactly. unless you're out there being a facilota exactly. Exactly. Hello. Hello. so and it's Hello. every th- it's every three months to get checked for an STD every three months so oh my god I love that you know what seriously um, 
yeah, just be responsible. And, yeah. you know, I think nowadays as as like as a single woman, you know, when I start dating and like carry your own condoms, lady. Mm-hmm. If a man fucking thinks you're gross, like, oh, well, like because right. latex to be super uh, 100 with you guys, like sometimes latex irritates a woman's vagina. So if there's a certain latex or a certain condom Product, that yeah. works right. for Ultra you and it's not going to irritate you. Ultra thin. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying if there's certain types that you like I mean and you want to enjoy sex like buy what you like and who cares because at the end of the day if you got something you got to tell that person mm-hmm. it's your responsibility you got to get an antibiotic sometimes it's curable sometimes it's not you yeah. know go get your right. pap smears lady because if you don't that's when your vagina starts to stank exactly. <laughs> and one thing you tapped on is you know I think people don't really really but sex is a beautiful thing it is sex it is. is a release sex is just I mean it's in the moment it's a passionate it's nothing wrong with having sex and enjoying yourself but just as long as you're careful mm-hmm. and as long as you you know don't hurt anybody else in the long run enjoy it I mean you know exhaust yourself and dehydrate yourself having <laughs> sex Dicho, ¿cómo, cómo, dicho? You know, si el darle, like, darle. Entrenle, atásquense, úndanse en el sexo. Lo que, lo que quieran. Ahóganse. Ahóganse. Vamos a terminar. Cuando el cuerpo quiere, hay que darle. We'll see you guys next week, guys. You, this is the best show. Oh my God. I love you guys. I love you we'll too, see you girl. guys next week. Bye. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.